it seems like almost every podcaster that I come in contact with, when we talk about monetizing specifically through their own products and services, I start to get a glazed over look because they have no idea what to start with. And so today I'm going to show you how the level of support you can provide your people to get results for them is going to be a whole lot better if you do something besides just creating a course for them. So let's talk about that right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I'm so glad you joined me today. In case you haven't met me yet, I'm the CEO of Team Podcast. We are a full-service podcast production company specifically focused on monetization, and that is at the heart of everything that we want to do for podcasters. We've been in business since 2012, and we've worked with almost 300 podcasters now, and we have a goal in 2022. We are wanting to monetize 100 podcasts, and We've got a killer program to do that, and it's really going to be changing the sort of the landscape of a podcast and helping get them monetized quickly because we're monetizing, not, I can't even say the word today, I'm so excited about it. We're monetizing podcasts in 90 days, and it's not the three years or the just create it and keep putting out content, eventually you'll figure it out kind of methodology. So I'm excited to share with you um, some of the things that we're seeing that are going to help you as you prepare to monetize your podcast. Now, it seems like the first thing whenever I talk to people about actually creating their own products and services is that people go right to courses. And they're like, well, I was thinking about creating a course for this, that, and the other. And I was thinking about creating a course for this. And I could do another course for that. And I could do all these courses. And the problem with a course, it's not that the information is the problem. You, you need the information. But many times the problem with a course is that people are so used to taking courses, getting free courses, buying courses, whatever it is, and they cannot get through them. Literally, the completion rate for most courses across the board is well under 10%. And the problem with that, if you are someone who as a podcaster are value-based and value-driven because you're also impact motivated, right? You want to motivate the most people in your niche to take action and do what needs to be done to change their lives and get the results they want. Then what will happen is if you only have 10% of the people that are taking your course, how are you even going to be able to judge the results that they're getting? I mean, it's really hard for you as a course seller and a course creator to get testimonials of the incredible changes that people have had in their lives if only 10% of your people take your course. And for me, like as someone who's value-based, like 
I'm I'm telling you, I'm one of those people that like we bring home leftovers or we have leftovers in our house. Like it is hard for me to throw stuff away. It's hard for me to throw things that have value or that should have value into the trash can. It's hard for me. I I have this rule that I eat leftovers like in the reverse order. It's like uh, first in is first out, right? So if the the oldest leftovers get eaten first, because it doesn't matter whether I want them, you know, at that point in time or not. It's about like making sure they get eaten before they're no good to be eaten again, right? And so this is the same thing the way I feel about courses. Like I don't want to take somebody's money for something that they are not going to use. I don't want to take their money if they're not getting much more value back than the money, the amount of money that they gave me. I don't want to do that because I'm a value-based person, right? And you probably are too. And the problem, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, courses are great. Courses provide great information. They provide great frameworks. But they also have a huge drawback. And this drawback is the fact that people don't make it through and if they don't make it through the course and they don't complete the course then it's not going to change their lives and it's not going to have the desired effect that you want it to have so if your people aren't meeting their goals and getting their desired outcomes you're not either right because you're not changing the lives you set out to take right now in the online space in the digital space where we all operate as podcasters because we are online. Most of us don't have a brick and mortar podcast where people show up and we record it live. So we're using the online space, which means everything that we do can be digital. What happens is we have reached a place where we are saturated with courses. We're saturated with information. Most of it is great information But we either don't have the motivation, the accountability, the attention span, whatever it is needed to finish the course and actually implement the things that the course taught us. And that's the downfall of most courses. Like I can go through course after course after course after course. And if I never get a chance to implement it, my gosh, it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my money. It's a waste of every bit of effort I've put into that course. And so one of the things that I want to impress upon you today is that a lot of people are drawn to courses because those are the kind of things where you can create a course and you can put it out to the world. You can even set up a sales funnel and drive traffic to a course. And then you can go to bed at night and you can wake up in the morning and have four Stripe notifications that you sold four courses overnight. And that means you've reached the holy grail of passive income, right? You're selling things in your sleep. And who wouldn't love to do that? So as creators and as experts in our own niches, a course is very attractive to us. So much so that we have saturated the marketplace with course after course after course after course. And you can't find a niche that doesn't have a course for it. You want to learn how to decorate cookies? There's a course for that, right? You want to learn how to play the piano? There's a course for that. You want to learn how to set up an email marketing campaign? There's a course for that. You want to learn how to manage your social media and post using hashtags? There are courses for that. 
Now, some of these topics, <laughs> because they're so not evergreen, like, you know, a, a course on Facebook advertising that was done just a year ago would completely be obsolete today because Facebook changes, their platform changes, the way they present their business manager, manager and their ads manager has changed. And so some of these things, like I'll be honest with you, a lot of the courses I've seen, especially where they're doing screen shares and they're showing you how to get in this software or that software and set this up or that up, like pretty soon after the course is released, you know what happens? That software company does a release, does an update, and then the the screen grab, the video that you're showing to your people on how to set something up doesn't even match what the screens are in that platform right now. So now you got to keep going back and you got to keep updating things or your course is out of date. And I'll be honest with you, people feel a little bit chuffed about it whenever they buy a course and they go in and they're so excited about it. And every single time you, they sh you see a video that shows them how to set something up, it's not the same because it's now so dated that all these platforms have changed. All these platforms have updated their user interface and it doesn't match what you're instructing them in the video. So with courses, while it has an attraction for us as a podcaster, because you can sort of create it once and sell it a hundred times, where we are in this marketing space is that courses alone are not enough to change the lives and get the impact and the results you want. And what we're finding and what we're seeing that is being most successful is essentially building communities and programs around getting people the desired outcome that they want. And so what happens is when you build a program, there are multiple components. And whenever you're looking at building a program or a you can call it a community, whatever you want to call it. But when you're building one of these things, part of what you're doing as a creator is you're evaluating what are the biggest problems that your ideal customer for that community program, whatever you're calling it, like what are the biggest problems and challenges that they're facing are? And in turn, if I not only acknowledge and include into what those challenges are, what kind of solutions can I give them to make them feel like they can get the desired outcome quickly with little effort or sacrifice? And what can I do to put in place, maybe things like accountability or mentoring or other things that can give that ideal customer the highest chance of achieving that desired outcome? And so you evaluate all these things and then you look at it and say, what can I create that will move them from not having this desired outcome to having this desired outcome? And most of the time, it is by looking at all of the problems and all of the hurdles and all of the obstacles that your ideal person is encountering that are stopping them dead in their tracks from getting to that desired outcome that become your list of opportunities. 
And your list of opportunities, essentially, the problems that that person has, become the framework for you building this program to help them solve their problems. And if you build a program, many times there's a lot of different components to a program. Many times there's live and or pre-recorded training sessions. I think one of the things that, you know, right now I know whenever I do live events, there are a certain amount of people that like no matter what size group you have, it's going to be hard to get everybody to agree on one particular time that works best. There's no one particular time that works best for everybody. So some people can go, I can do it if you can do it for lot during lunch. But if you're not doing it during lunch, I can't do it. But I could do it during um, the evening after I put my kids to bed. Or I could do it some other time. And so you, what you have to do is figure out ways that no matter what their obstacle is and no matter what their hurdle is, that you can give them a delivery vehicle that isn't affected by that. So many times what you will want to do is create some sort of training or content that they can watch Maybe you're doing it live with the people that can be on. They can watch it later if they can't be on that. And then you're building in some high-touch time, maybe office hours, maybe other things that are going to be able to allow that person to get the help and the accountability that they need. You also are going to need to build into your program accountability. Maybe there are ways you can pair people up or you can make smaller groups within a larger group to help people get the results. And maybe those people are going to meet once a week. But I'll tell you, there's a, a lot of built-in accountability with having some sort of event or place that everyone in that program has to show up each week to and report on their progress and or get help with their hurdles. And I can tell you in my experience, I pay a lot of money for two huge masterminds right now. And literally like $3,000 a month off right off the top goes into the money I pay for these different masterminds. But when we have a Wednesday at noon meeting that I'm going to every single week, suddenly Tuesday becomes my most productive day of the week. Because I have to give an account of myself and my progress on Wednesday at noon. And I don't know about you, but I'm really not into public humiliation. So I want to come across with the goods for those meetings. The same thing when I have an implementation call with my mastermind. And I know on Friday, they're going to be asking at 10 a.m. in the morning, like, where are you on this? And let's help you get this, whatever it is, implemented. If I haven't done the work ahead of time, they're going to know. And part of the reason I pay so much money is so that I have a high cost or a high probability of kind of following through like I need to have something on the line that I will lose remember how I don't like to lose you throw away those leftovers right that we bring home or any leftover food that we have I don't like to waste things and so I want to get my money's worth and I want to give other people their money's worth too so programs are going to trump courses right now they are going to be more powerful than courses but here's the other part programs are also something because they have more than just information built into them 
And because they have more than just the tactics and the tools built into them, they have all of the things that help you with the implementation. They have all of the things that help you with the motivation. They have all of the things that help you with the accountability because they have all those things built in. Most people today would rather pay $3,000 for a program that will get them where they want to go in a specified amount of time that's pretty darn fast rather than paying $300 for a course that they may or may not ever finish. And even if they do finish, they may or may not ever implement. And realistically, for me as a creator and me as someone who wants to help people and wants to impact people, like I would rather have my people in my sphere so that I can keep my hands on them so that I can get my arms around what's going on with their problems because that helps me serve the rest of my people even better. So I don't want someone anonymously consuming my course or my content or whatever that I can't know who they are and that I can't know what they're building and that I can't know what their struggles are because it's going to help me help them if I know that. And so the idea of just creating courses and creating courses and then going out and trying to sell them like that's sort of 1992. No, it's not really 1992, but I'm just saying it's sort of old outdated right now. And I understand the draw of it. But I think for you as a podcaster, when you're thinking about creating something, you need to think bigger than just a course. You need to start with what can you do to get the desired results and all the things like go crazy with all the things that you could do to get them results. When I, th I think about this, like in terms of think about like, okay, a TV show called um, The Biggest Loser, right? The Biggest Loser took a very normal, everyday American problem of obesity, right? And people that are probably in most situations morbidly obese. And they said, what is the craziest, most extreme thing that we could do to get people results in the quickest way possible? Right. And and again, please, this is my disclaimer. In no way, shape or form am I recommending the biggest loser method as a way of um, the a proper method of losing weight or anything like that. And all the, the connotations that go with that. I'm just using their model as an example. But what they do is they go find the people that need the help the most and they take them out of their self-sabotaging environment. They put them into their bubble of we're controlling your schedule. We're only allowing you to eat the things that are healthy. We're only allowing you to fill your day and your time with activities that are going to contribute to your health and your weight loss. And in the meantime, we're also, instead of just making you run for 22 miles a day, we're also going to sit down and we're going to try to have some conversations around why you've become emotionally dependent on food or why you feel like you can't be trusted to make the right decision or why you don't feel like you're worth investing in your health right and so they're they're having so they've set up the environment 
they've set it up for success. They've taken all of the variables out and given them a control that is like only healthy food. So those people can't cheat while they're in the fat camp or whatever you want to call it that they're in while they're filming The Biggest Loser. They're at the same time educating them along the way to try to get to some of the root problems that have sabotaged them in the future. So what they're doing is they're taking them in this defined amount of time, making a huge impact, getting them a big result, moving a big needle in their lives. And then what do they do? They try to equip them. They give them the result as fast as possible. They try to equip them with the best information they can to go back and survive in their real environment, in their real world. And then they see how it goes. And then they bring them back. And what do they keep doing? They keep supporting them. They keep pulling them back in and saying, okay, you didn't work out at all last week. What happened? Life got in the way. Okay, what are we going to do this week to fix it? And they're adding that accountability, but they're sort of like giving them the, the training wheels, right? And then they're trying to get them more results and they're trying to keep them motivated. The principles of this are very similar to what you would need to do to start a program. Like you would need to look at all of those variables and say, what is sabotaging people's success at getting the desired outcome that I want to help them get? And what can I do to provide something for them and then create a program around it that is going to be highly valued by them because it's going to help them get to their desired result quicker It's going to help them get to their desired result by spending less time, less, they're having to make less sacrifices in order to do this. And they get the desired result. They get that quick win. So it keeps them motivated to continue. So when they see that quick win, they think to themselves, I can do this. This is really going to happen for me. Finally, once and for all, I'm going to do this. And let me just tell you, not every podcaster thinks or understands that they can monetize a podcast. Now, I'm not saying every podcaster can monetize their podcast, because many people have started a podcast that honestly, even I can't see how they would monetize it unless they tried to build up a huge audience and get sponsors. But I think many times people are building podcast thinking that that's the way or the only way to monetize and the success rate of that is very very small because you have to have such large numbers in order to attract sponsors but what I want you to realize is it doesn't take huge huge numbers to monetize when you build a program I mean honestly I would rather have a very small intimate program with a very small cohort that's paying me $10,000 to get them a huge result than I would to sell $100 courses all day long and in my sleep and never know if anybody finished them, never know if anybody got value from it and they just consider, oh, well, that $100 is out the window. I don't know if it was worth it or not because I am value-driven and I'm impact-driven and I think most of you probably are too. And it's not wrong to also be money driven on top of that because you need to be paid for your value. And the way that you can create a highest value is by creating programs. And when I say programs, I don't want you to get hung up on all of the 
infrastructure and things like that that go because I don't want you to think oh great now I've got to build out a membership platform and now I've got to do this and now I've got to come up with this and now I've got to come up with the other a lot of time your program can be built on things that you do live where you just get in there and talk to the issues that they're having because you're the expert you know how to solve them most of you that are experts on your podcast like you literally could start riffing on whatever your main problems are with the people in your niche and probably go for at least an hour before you even come up for air to see if anybody else is still listening to you. Like you are that much of a content expert that it doesn't take you creating an outline and a three-step framework just to talk about it. And so many times just by being open to saying, hey, I'm going to have open office hours on this date or this time and it's build I'm building it into the program and I'm just going to be there at my desk with the zoom camera on and zoom line open and if you have a question or problem that I can help you with pop in during that time if nobody shows up that's great you get your work done if somebody does show up that's great you impact their lives and you help them with their problem It's a very low cost for you to provide something like that, but that's a high-touch thing. Like building a program around live events and high-touch stuff that you're doing in real time is where the key to getting the highest pay for what you're doing, delivering the highest value that gets the most results for your audience, and it also requires very little prep work for you like if you do that if you create a program around I'm going to teach one concept a week live and then I'm going to have open office hours for you to come in and ask me questions as you're implementing it and you do it the next week you teach live and then you have implementation open office hours like people would pay to be around that if you're really trying to get them a valuable desired end result but that's a whole lot less costly to you than figuring out your content that you're going to record go getting a set up for recording maybe you have to go and you um, have to rent an office space or you go you rent an Airbnb that you can sit in the lovely nice setting to record and you've got to now you got to go get the lights you got to do this you got to do that you got to then you got to script things and then you got to like it's like 32 takes just to get the video done and then after that now now the video's got to be edited it's got to be retouched it's got to be this got to be that and you do all these things and then now okay we've got our course but now you got to decide of that video like do you want one hour-long video that has everything strung together or do you break it up into individual modules that are like six minutes each and then okay so if I'm going to do that then where do I put that course that then I can like put it somewhere but like not like put it somewhere like YouTube where anybody in the world that happens to find it can watch it but like where can I put it that only people that are paying for my program can get to Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, you've got so many barriers just to getting there. If you're trying to make a course or something like that that's pre-recorded, why not just start doing things live? And as you do more of them live and as you do more of them in person, record those sessions. And then you know what? Those things can become a done do do it yourself type of course that you might want to spin off and create for the people that are never going to qualify for your more high touch stuff but for goodness sakes don't go create something brand new just for a course that number one you don't even know if you can sell and number two you don't even know that people are going to finish it 
And number three, you don't even know and you won't know what kind of impact you're going to make to their lives or their businesses. So stop thinking about courses. Stop thinking about the things that you can do to create once and then never have to touch it again and that money is just going to roll into your bank account overnight because we're sort of beyond that in the marketing world. People need community. They need programs. They need support. They need more support than ever. They've got more barriers and obstacles and hurdles and things in their way that are keeping them from reaching their goal than ever before. And so it's going to take people like us that are value-based, that are impact-driven, but that are also creative thinkers that are going to have to start providing higher-level programs that people can join and that can get them the transformation they need. And they're willing to pay much bigger money to get the actual results and the transformation that they wanted, which is going to be a whole lot higher price than your $49 or $97 or $297 course. And you know what? You're going to feel a lot better about it at the end of the day, too, because then you're going to be able to say, you know, I've been working with so-and-so, and here's what they've been working on, and here's what they did. And here's the obstacle that they had, and here's how they overcame it, and look at their results. And you can't do that if you just sell a random course overnight to somebody who you'll never know who they are, and you'll never come in contact with them, and they'll probably never finish your content, and they'll probably never get the results they want, so you will have zero impact on them. So... I just wanted to give you this piece of information today to hopefully change your mind about just creating courses in a siloed situation where it's just a course. They buy the course and they have no other interaction with you because the market is moving toward programs. The market is moving toward things that require more than just information and education, but things that also require accountability things that also require motivation and things that also require support. And if you can figure out, if you can crack the code to all those problems that your avatar is having that's keeping them from that desired outcome, then what will happen is you will win. You will win big with being able to offer higher ticket items, programs, Uh, memberships and things like that community-based things and it will feel a lot more in alignment with you so I hope this has been helpful for you today Um, I've been having a great time this week I have been doing um, a perfect podcast offer challenge and I am so excited about the people that have been in that and the the clarity they've been getting and the breakthroughs they've been having and the things that they're going to be putting out into the world to hopefully help other people in their niches get the results. And so um, I've got one that's starting again, um, another challenge, same thing, going to start January 10th. We're going to be doing it and hopefully uh, having more people get in there and understand the whole value of creating a high ticket offer so that you can serve your clients at a much higher level, get better results and get paid a whole lot better for it and then feel really good about the results you're getting too. So um, if you want to sign up for that challenge, you can go to teampodcast.com forward slash challenge 
and it will be there and you can just sign up. And then again, that challenge starts December. No, it doesn't start December. It starts in January 10th. And so it'll be a way to start your new year off right and really get your first quarter set for massive, massive results. So teampodcast.com forward slash challenge and uh, hope to see you there. Talk to you later. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.